Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode on a dancer's mindset. If you haven't already, click the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a rate and review. It takes a few seconds and lets iTunes know other people should be listening to this too. In today's episode of A Dancer's Mindset, we are joined by my very good friend, Soraya Schultes, who I went to the Veganova with. Today we're going to be discussing all things Veganova as well as Bolshoi, because Soraya is a rare case who has experienced both schools firsthand. Let's meet Soraya. Hello. So I thought we could start with um, you telling us a little bit more about yourself and your background sure so i was born in zurich um and when i was about one we moved to the states and then i lived there until i was 15 and then when i was 15 i went to berlin and i also went to the ballet school in berlin um and then when i was 18 i went to st petersburg to the vaganova school and trained there for a year and then after that when i was 19 i went one year to the bolshoi um, and then after that, I went back to Berlin, freelanced for a while. Um, then I joined Eifmann, worked with them for a while. Um, and yeah, and then continued to freelance after that. So what made you want to go to the Vaganova in the first place? What attracted you to Russian ballet and wanting to do your final year of training there? Or it was going to be your final year at the time, but then you decided to go to the Bolshoi. And we'll talk about that in a minute. What made that? change happen but what initially made you want to go to Russia um well when I was really small I basically like was grew up with these VHS tapes um of different performances of the Kirov and the Bolshoi um and I just remember watching these when I was like a really young child and thinking to myself oh like I want to go there and I want to experience that um and it's actually kind of funny because when I was 15 and I went um into high school for my first year I actually didn't really want to dance anymore and was kind of giving up on ballet. Um, and then my parents decided to move to Germany. And so then we went to Germany and then I went to the ballet school and things became a bit more um, serious there and kind of went back on that track of wanting to become a professional dancer. Um, and the school is very good in Berlin, but I felt that I wanted something that would give me that extra edge when trying to get a job. Um, and so, yeah, I put together an audition tape and sent it in and got in for St. Petersburg. Amazing. And what would be your honest experience of the v- Vaganova? Like if you had to tell us, you know, your honest thoughts about your experience there in the school from your perspective, how did you enjoy it? What did you not like? What did, what did you love, if anything? Yeah, I mean, it was, I think, one of the most difficult experiences of my life, but also one of the most um, life-changing and enriching. Um, to be honest, I went into the situation being a bit unprepared um, for what it would entail. And so, you know, I think that my experience in the first few months of being there was maybe more difficult than it needed to be. Um, like, Why is that? Well, I, first of all, didn't, like really bother much with you know learning the language or maybe doing a bit more research into how the school functions um i don't know what the class schedule is like what kind of teachers there are just like all kinds of like background information that one kind of does preparing Mm. to go into a situation and so i just sort of walked in and was um i think in a lot of ways um 
maybe overwhelmed by certain things that like didn't necessarily have to end up being that way yeah um but nonetheless so like the first few months were like definitely quite trying um it was also before like iphones and cell phones and social mm. media and all this stuff so it was like you moved like you moved like that was yeah. it you didn't <laughs> i think we only ever had facebook and i barely used facebook yeah there was no internet in the dorms like no. we had to go to an internet cafe oh gosh i remember yeah I cafe completely... max yeah <laughs> i completely forgot yeah. about that yeah so and we did that like once a week and then would go and download a bunch of gossip girl episodes that we could watch during the week (laughs) so it was like definitely a different time than it is now um so yeah I think it was just a really immersive intense experience um and the first few months were definitely a bit rocky just I think also in part that feeling like you're somewhere completely foreign and completely cut off from anything that feels familiar to you Mm -hmm. um or feels like home or whatever um I had a lot of homesickness as well but I think after Christmas Um, I came back and kind of felt, um, I don't know, like more, more into it, more refreshed, more energized. Um, and then, yeah, that second half of the year was, was really incredible. I think, um, I experienced dance in a way that I hadn't before. There was just such an immense amount of attention to detail, um, just Mm -hmm. to, you know, it, it was incredible. I think that's something that the Russians do really, really well. It's like every movement, there's a meaning to it. Um, you know, you're not just doing a port de bras or an allongé, like, why are you doing it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I thought, yeah, I just, I, I think, yeah, I experienced dance on a plane that I hadn't before. And, um, really made me feel like wow this is something where um it felt like coming home or something like that it's just like something i can't really put into words but yeah really really beautiful so yeah it was a bit of a rocky start in the beginning but the second half um definitely yeah turned out for the better for sure so obviously we were very closely knit in our community because at that time as well it was very quite rare for foreigners who weren't from Asia, like not from Japan, for example, where, you know, the Russians often would visit there, you know, for ballet or whatever. So it was, Russian ballet was very famous there. But there was a very small group of us, um, Europeans and Americans, who were non-Russian studying there. I think there was, you know, a total of like maybe, I don't know, seven of us or something. Yeah, or ten or Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, very small number, more, far less than there is now. And so, again, that's what made our time, though, like quite special was it was the very beginning of that. Um, And that's why we will stay friends for forever, I think, like, you know, me, you and the others, because it was such a special time. Um, So your experience was good, would you say, at Vaganova in like overall? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I think it changed like what dance meant for me, you Mm -hmm. know, like it gave it this depth um, that, yeah, I didn't really like hadn't really experienced before um and also just as a dancer i i grew and developed so much i mean i i improved so much in that year more than i had um you know at any point before that so yeah so what made you you know you've just done your exams and um you know you did the end of year shows that you needed to do what made you want to then go to the bolshoi what um you know drove that decision well, I wanted to stay another year. I mean, I, just, I wanted to do one more year of training because I felt like, okay, wow, I've improved this much. 
Um, and you know, as we all know, it's super hard to get a job. I'm also very tall. I'm 5'11 or like 180 centimeters. So, um, I kind of need to be, you know, better than the rest. Right. Yeah. Just Um, like if you were really small. Yeah. 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 Anytime you don't fit into the core, basically (laughs) you have to be better than the rest. So I just felt like, okay, I've improved this much in this year. Um, and yeah, like I just want to add an extra year to it. Um, and it wasn't possible to stay because I was in my graduating year. So I applied for the Bolshoi, which I had actually also applied to um, when I had applied to Vaganova the, the year before. And I had gotten into both and then chose to go to Vaganova. So I reapplied to the Bolshoi and then they said, sure, like come to our, you know, you're, you're welcome to join our graduating class. And so I went there in the fall of 2009. And what would you say, like, because as I said, it's like super rare for someone to have experienced both, especially a foreigner, you know, who speaks English. It's like, why don't you share, or we'd all love to know some of the differences you experienced, like the good things and the bad things, like if there's anything, like any major differences and what you may have preferred in the end. So, um, okay, one of the big differences was... I mean, I think looking overall at the technique of the two, of the two schools, um, Vaganova definitely focuses more on extension um, and porta bras and arms and this kind of like real grace and fluidity when dancing. And Bolshoi has more focus on jumps and turns. It's mm. like a bit more, I don't want to say bravura, but like it's yes. a bit more of, you well, know. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, which was actually really nice for me because then, (laughs) you know, I was able to kind of hone both skills, right? Um, so in terms of day-to-day life, uh, Vaganova, all the foreigners were mixed into the classes with the Russians. That was just like a given. Um, at Bolshoi, that wasn't the case. You had Russian classes and then you had foreigner classes. And if you were a foreigner that was like maybe slightly better or whatever you would get into the Russian classes yeah um and then otherwise like the foreigner classes would be comprised only of foreigners yeah um there were definitely a lot more foreigners at Bolshoi than there were at Vaganova um and yeah the difference also in terms of dorms um at Vaganova we had our own separate dorms as foreigners we were not mixed in with the Russians um, at Bolshoi, you were all mixed in together. That's quite funny, really, how, like, you know, the classes at Vagadova, you're mixed, yeah. the dorms, you're not. Yeah. And at Bolshoi, the dorms are mixed, but the classes aren't. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it was like. Um, I ended up being in a Russian class in, in Bolshoi. Because so... you had to sort of earn that, didn't you? Yeah, like, you had to be. Earn the right yeah. to be with the Russians. Yeah, definitely. I would also say in general, like the quality of the foreign students um, at Bolshoi was not as good. I mean, if they were just in like the foreigner class, it wasn't as good as those that were at Vaganova. But also that's because there were just like much much fewer at Vaganova, right? It was like a more select group. Yeah, I feel like from, you know, what I've heard and and also seen from the two schools is um, Vaganova seems to be more selective of who they let in solely because of the fact that you won't be in a foreign class with all the other foreigners you are going to be representing as well like you know the teacher of all the russians like you need to be at a standard that they can either take you to and that they see potential for you to take um for them to take you there um or you know you're all 
already extremely good. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I mean, I think if at Bolshoi you reduced all the foreigners down to the ones that were in the Russian class, like those select few, it's the same as Vaganova, right? Like right. But because you had this extra class where there were only foreigners, then like, yeah, sure. You know, there were definitely more people, I think, that get accepted um, mm -hmm. than the other way around. Yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise class schedule was similar. Um, I'm trying to think back. I feel like Vaganova had, I remember at Vaganova we had like these rehearsals every evening, you know, like the, the yeah. Russians would have rehearsals for the shows that they were um doing and then if you weren't in a show you would still have rehearsal you'd have to prepare a variation and like you know do rehearsal and yeah. stuff like that yeah um Bolshoi didn't have that you just had your classes like you had your ballet class every day and then had your afternoon class which was either potter or character or historical dance or whatever um and then that was pretty much it you were done at like four or five p.m oh wow um and yeah and if so far less intense would you say far less intense um and if I remember correctly, I don't think that they put on a nutcracker either. No. Um, and so, yeah, you just kind of prepared. I mean, the, you know, they definitely have shows throughout the year and stuff like that. But you were more or less, especially in the graduating year, just kind of focusing towards your exams. Okay. Um, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Because Vaganova was super intense, the schedule. I remember it being, especially if you had an early class, which for my first two years I did. So it's like 9.30 class till like, I don't know, sometimes 11.30 if she went a bit cray cray. And then and then a lunch. And then you had like several lessons in the afternoon, like character or and padada. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Character wow. and padada or maybe practica, like, like point class and variations along with something else. And then after that, the foreigners, like then we'd have our rehearsal, which yeah. went on till 8.30, 9 p.m. Sometimes yeah. 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was a long day. But I think that actually thinking back now, I feel like a lot of that had to do the had to do with the fact because my graduating year at Vaganova, it wasn't like that. You had your morning ballet class and then you had one afternoon class and like that was it. We never had two classes in the afternoon. Right. But I think that had to do with the fact that they were doing their bachelors. So in the last years, mm. you had maybe more like the like more academic classes. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. And when you were, so you were with the Russians at the Bolshoi eventually. Yeah, I was in the Russian class. And how yeah. did you feel in retrospect to Vaganova? Like, did you feel like in a Bolshoi you were taken just as seriously as the Russians? And did you feel that the same way at Vaganova? Like, what was the dynamic between, say, the teacher and your classmates in both schools? No, I mean, I would say like at Bolshoi, there was more integration. There was less of this hierarchy between, I mean, I don't know what it is like now, but I feel like yeah. when we were there, there was definitely a hierarchy between like the Russians and then the foreigners at, at Vaganova. At Vaganova, yeah. You know, like it wasn't as inclusive. Um, and Bolshoi, that was not the case. It was definitely like, I felt like it was a more inclusive environment, at least if you were like in that Russian class as yes. a foreigner, right? Uh -huh. Um but yeah i don't know i mean like yeah i don't know other than that like there weren't that many mm -hmm. that many differences and um, and what about simply like the city and the school building itself like how did you enjoy moscow in comparison to st petersburg two very different cities moscow being the capital tell us a bit more um so that's a bit trickier to answer because the school 
isn't like smack in the center of the city. Um, I mean, it is in the center, but it's not like, you know, it's it's not in Red Square. Yeah, it's not like in Red Square. Right. So it's like um, so I and like because everything was like all in this, like, you know, one complex, you were just you were I don't know. I just didn't go into the city as much as I did when I was at Vaganova because Vaganova is like really smack dab, like two minutes walk from Nevsky Prospect, which is like the main street in yeah, St. So Petersburg. The, the equivalent to like Oxford Street in London. Yeah. Or what would you say in America? Um, oh, I don't know. Like what the main street is like. I don't know. Broadway or something Broadway, like yeah. <laughs> in New York. I don't know. Or like Fifth Avenue in New York. Right. Yeah. It's like that. But um so it, it's like a little bit, it was a little bit different, but Moscow in and of itself was a much more hectic city. I think at the time when I was there, there were like 20 million people living there. It was just um, like a super intense energy mm. um, and just, yeah, much more, it was much more Russian. It felt much more Russian than St. Petersburg did. St. Petersburg felt kind of somewhere between Russia and Europe um, and there were way fewer people just on the street and everywhere um yeah so yeah i don't know i mean it was also an extremely interesting experience to be in moscow it was Mm -hmm. just like you you this was also like 2009 this was like you know less than 20 years after the fall of the wall so it was you had this really strong you know soviet presence everywhere i think now even in the last 10 years russia has changed a lot um from that from that time so yeah it was just like a really interesting experience to be there the buildings um vaganova had been freshly renovated i think like right when we got there pretty much yes and it kept being renovated all the time i was there as well like it yeah continually was being renovated yeah so the dorms were in a nicer shape for sure than bolshoi was bolshoi i mean i don't know what it's like now um, I have no idea. This was like, you know, almost 10 years ago. But um, at the time, like, yeah, it, it hadn't really been renovated since the fall no. <laughs> of the wall. No. It was like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the dorms in and of themselves were definitely not as nice. Also, I had to share a room with someone at Vaganova. I had the luxury of not having to share a room with someone. So oh, that was so also going back like, to sharing was obviously difficult. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely tricky for sure. I yeah. think when you're used to not sharing, it was like a bit... Um, but it's also a personality question, right? Like some people love that, other people's needs, mm, other people mm. need more me time. I don't know. I think ultimately, like what we did, like going leaving our hometowns, you know, Germany and London or wherever we're from, like to go to these very very intense schools, um, was very brave of us at the time because it was so rare at the time. Really, like it wasn't really happening as often as it is now. Yeah, and um that's what made it very special and very friggin' scary. Like I was so scared going and it was like a huge, <laughs> huge weight off my shoulders. Like I was very young as well. Like I was just turned 16 and like I was looking up to people like Soraya and Ara and the other friends we made to kind of look after me a bit as well because I felt really like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> and um, so yeah, I- we also had like no supervision. No, like no none. Supervision. None, no, <laughs> <laughs> like at, like now thinking back, I feel like the Russians had a bit more supervision, but like the foreigners, they were just kind of like, you guys yeah. are all adults. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we we both we all discovered that the food wasn't great quite early on. I think it was week two. I decided to kind of hop on board to what Keenan like Campbell was doing at the time, and like going to the supermarket yeah. and getting her own food. Like she knew exactly what she was doing. And I was like, okay, cool. So that's what we're doing. Like, <laughs> and um, so we all ended up 
you know, making our own food every night, every day in, you know, our little kitchen. Um, because also a lot of, a lot of the food was very beige and like not enough <laughs> greens. Right. Yeah. Which is surprising considering yeah. we're all trained to be athletes here. Yeah, that's true. It was definitely not like very nutrient heavy. Did you feel any, um, you know, pressure to look a certain way? Cause I know a lot of people are interested in like, you know, what's it, what's it like in the Russian schools because you look on Instagram or you look on YouTube and they're all so thin and also stick thin like is it just the work like are we just working ourselves to the bone where like we literally can't hold on to any kind of fat and we're just working really hard or is it an active choice and decision where we're um, doing something I mean I can share like from my perspective as well but I'm interested to hear because I don't think we've spoken too much about this like did you struggle at all or yeah I mean like I so this is like maybe what I meant going back to like being a little bit unprepared walking into the situation I kind of walked into it like with an eating disorder so like the year before when I was in Berlin like my last year in Berlin um I was like really really watching my weight and like barely eating and that of course you can only sustain for so long yeah and so then afterwards like when i went to uh vaganova i was more in this phase of kind of like binge eating you know like just eating a ton and then not eating and then eating a ton and then not eating so yeah um i put on like you know a bit of weight um and yeah like kind of felt it, it was something that like yeah, kind of made the year a bit more difficult because there were these extreme requirements to be super, super thin, for sure. I think mm. more than I had experienced at, um, you know, any other ballet school to date. Um, and I also remember them like kind of, you know, saying like, yeah, I mean, they take marks off, right? If you're if you're too heavy or whatever, like even yeah. if you're if your technique is flawless, if you're too big, yeah. they take marks off. So there's like a lot of pressure um on the kids and it's like it's hard to generalize because i think it is true that if you're working a lot if you've never had an eating disorder um you know like it's not actually that difficult to be thin like now i'm quite thin but it's like not i don't really think about food that much but i'm also just much more active um, I've also figured out better, like what my body does well with, what it doesn't do well with. Yeah. I'm also not in puberty anymore. Like, right. So all these factors um, have come into play and like, I'm fine now with my weight. But I think at that age, like not really knowing my body so well and whatever, like, yeah, I felt a huge amount of pressure. Um, mm. And it for me, um, yeah, I don't know. It was definitely like one of the more difficult aspects of being there. Um, was that element but I think for the Russians that are there like or for other people as well um, if you have a you know a thinner body type and you're working a lot it's mm. actually not that you know that difficult no I mean for me at the time because the Royal Ballet School was like they loved us eating like looking after ourselves they were quite good at it like you know so I didn't have any I didn't even think about food so when I, when I went there initially the work was so much more intense than I'd ever been used to. I literally just plummeted my weight. My weight just went down. And so then I had to like, you know, obviously I was eating a lot more and then I got into researching athletic diets. So I had enough energy and fuel and things. And then I had my own problems. Like I think we all do where like people, some teachers had their opinions of like how I should look and like said, oh, you need to lose some weight, etc. And then you get a little bit obsessed and things like that we'll share we'll talk about this more 
separately in another episode because um you know we can go into a lot into detail but everyone's journey is different and everyone's experiences are different in this way and really it all comes down to you just got to look after yourself and like make sure you feel fuel yourself well because you know at the end of the day you are and let's say an artistic athlete who needs the energy to perform very well and giving yourself some kind of eating disorder and not fueling your body is only going to limit your professional skills and you know artistic presence in the movement so it's you know best to look after yourself i thought we could um sum up soraya by you know hearing some advice from you of what you would give to many students out there for example who are thinking of wanting to go to a international school or to a full-time ballet school like from your experience and looking back to the sort of younger Soraya what would you tell your younger self going to this you know new foreign place with this newfound um, experiences ahead of you um well yeah one definitely don't walk into it with an eating disorder (laughs) (laughs) um I think that yeah these places are usually like high pressure right so it can often um exacerbate those issues that Mm. you know you have um and then as I said before I think that it's really important to prepare um because you know just like even mundane stuff like you know knowing who the teachers are or like you know having a better idea of like the workload or whatever the the, you know the other um foreigners that might be there or just like all kinds of like you know these things that kind of seem a bit irrelevant um ultimately they make you feel more at home when you are there they just make you feel a bit more prepared um and ready for the situation um and yeah i don't know i think it's just like i think those are like the two the two main things um And also, I think just in general, being a bit older now, and I think this is true for anyone in any walk of life, right? But like looking back to our younger versions of ourselves, um, just, you know, sometimes someone will like you and sometimes someone won't like you. And that is just a bit um, the nature of our craft, right? Like, it's like, you know, you're you're not not everybody's going to love you all the time. Um, and not reading into that so much, you know, yeah. um, and just like really believing in yourself as an artist. And if you're really dedicated and you work very hard, it's really, um, you can achieve anything. Like I'm a hundred percent convinced of that. So yeah, all your efforts will come to fruition. Yeah. They say. Yeah, completely. And even if it doesn't look perfect now, like if you work really hard, you know, in six months, a year, whatever, it will get there. It's just being persistent. Like I've said before in previous episodes, like there's no such thing as like perfect and your perfect may change. You know what I mean? Mm. As you grow as a dancer and an artist and a person. So kind of open yourself up to the experiences that are to come. Don't expect anything like in particular just go and try your best and take it day to day and just commit fully and totally and you will see the results of your you know hard work yeah yeah a hundred percent it's totally true like if you just direct your energy um in a certain direction i mean yeah right like that's like me watching these vhs tapes when i was a kid right (laughs) and then things just kind of like unfolded (laughs) yeah and i would watch 
Altenaya yeah. Somaratova in yeah. Corsair. Yeah, same actually. Right, and then lo and yeah. behold, she was our school director. Yeah, yeah. Like ten years later. So trippy, actually. Yeah, mental. And then when well, then she ended up coaching me. Yeah. And I was like, gosh, what is happening? Yeah. Insane. You know, like manifest and put yeah. it out there to the universe what you want. Yeah. And believe it. You know, don't don't doubt yourself or doubt your dreams. You know. Yeah, completely. Number yeah. one advice, I think. Well, thank you so much, Soraya, for joining us. Soraya is visiting me in London, in my home, and it's been a pleasure having her here because, honestly, she is a friend for life now. And I think it's um, amazing. I instantly wanted her to be on an episode of my podcast so you can all meet her and all hear from somebody else's experience at Vaganova and Bolshoi. I mean, it's very rare, so I wanted to share that with you all. So thank you so much, Soraya. Thank you so much for having me, Izzy. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It brings me joy to help more and more of you as you progress on your journey through life to become the dancer and person you want to be. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, tap the notification bell, and if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review the podcast as that really bumps the podcast up and allows more people to find it and then we can help more people i appreciate you all and have a wonderful day